Hey y'all, welcome to the podcast. So this week is a crossover episode with the Boonie Breakdown. And so I was on the Boonie Breakdown and she's an amazing podcaster and local too. So to all my Baltimore folks, um, please check out her podcast as well and follow her on Instagram at the B-O-O-N-I-E Boonie Breakdown. So we spoke about, of course, sex. We spoke about, of course, building your vagisteam. And we spoke about just all different topics. It was a great episode. It was fun. And I hope you enjoyed as well. Remember to follow Vagisteam on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Send your questions to my DMs. Or you can email them to vagisteam at gmail.com. Everything is completely anonymous. And also... Have a great week. So enjoy this episode. Remember to leave a review on both of our pages. And I'll talk to you later. Bye. Hey, guys. It's your girl, Booney. And I'm really excited about this episode. I, I always get excited when I can invite fellow podcasters on. And then a podcaster from Baltimore and then she already did my live show. I don't know why we waited so long to do this episode. But welcome, Vanessa, to the podcast. Hey, 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 hey. Thanks for having me, Booty. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited for this one. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> we did the live show. It was dope. Um, I'm just going to get this out the way now because some people at the live show thought, oh, Vanessa, she's a part of Vagisteam, so she must steam vaginas. And that is not true at all. So can you explain to the people <laughs> what Vagisteam is? You know, you know, y'all, see, that's the thing. I, I created a whole word on purpose. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Two words coming together. So it is Vag-esteem, like self-esteem. Um, <laughs> but Vagisteam basically is a workshop series and podcast that encourages um, courageous conversations about love, sex, and everything in between. And it started in 2013, 2014, and it kind of grew out of my own personal work as a sexual health educator. So in my personal work, I noticed that women weren't as comfortable and forthcoming to talk about sex in public areas. Uh, whereas I found that men were super comfortable. And so I thought mm. to myself, how can we create safer spaces for women to come together, learn from each other's experiences, hear each other's stories? Because I always feel like women are always the ones to be like, oh, I didn't know that she experienced that too. Or, oh, I thought I was the only one. And so um I just started inviting my homegirls over. They started inviting their homegirls over to my house. And I would host different workshops from sex one-on-one to orgasm one-on-one to <laughs> vaginal self-esteem, which is basically where um, vagisteam came from, from one of the workshops that I did. And it kind of outgrew my home. I would have women here eating up all the snacks until like two o'clock in the morning and that's when I realized I needed to find spaces and find more room to accommodate, you know, the growing audience that was coming. And I also realized how important these conversations are. And so 
um, in 2016, I decided to create a podcast so that I could reach more people and, you know, we can continue having these courageous conversations in case people weren't in Baltimore. Um, but now it's completely evolved. It's workshops, it's events, it's, uh, the podcast, and I will go everywhere and anywhere to your city to talk about sex. And that's kind of the perspective that the podcast takes. It is a sex ed podcast, and I feel like that's what distinguishes me. I feel like sex education is really poor in this country. A lot of us don't have those conversations, and so we talk about literally Look, everything. I'm sitting here nodding my head. <laughs> <laughs> no, and 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 Vanessa's sex ed is just like not your mom's sex ed. Like her episodes, you know, I enjoyed one. She had one that was like about threesomes and then butt sex, which I think just gets a bad rap. But <laughs> like it's it's not the sex ed that you dread it. <laughs> so I do um I, I I got excited about this episode because I thought about something from the live show. And one of the things we talked about there that got kind of a visceral reaction from some of the guys in the audience was um, we talked about you, you do these things on your platform called the Vagesty myth. And one of those myths that was, there's no such thing as tight pussy. <laughs> ain't no thing y'all tight pussies dry pussy they be out here acting acting all brand new but yes you are so right because when audience like uh-uh mm-mm. <laughs> and so, because people get some caught up in that <laughs> and that's the thing and so the reason why i and the this is what i love love about boonie boonie is clearly one of those people that does her homework and her research and will be like i do wow, i do this is what you said because when i got on that stage boonie was like so on February 22nd, you posted something on your Instagram <laughs> that said that you don't believe in tight pussies. And so, yes, yeah, so Booney said that, said that, and it was a real education moment because I feel like everybody was quiet when I was talking about it. And so they were <laughs> the heads were tilted <laughs> so basically what i mean by that is when we have all of this hype especially when we're talking about men or people with penises they're always talking about you know that pussy's so tight that's this this and that well what happens when a person with a vagina is aroused they become wet they the blood is rushing down to the clitoris is rushing down to the lips and so it causes actually an elongation in the vagina and the walls and they become mushier smushier and all of those feelings that we feel so if you have a vagina and you're getting aroused if you stick your finger in it feels like a pillow and it's and if you're super aroused mm. you're getting wet and so if we are wet it there's a ton of different sensations that can be felt but tight yes sure with like muscle tone and blah 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 but when we're talking about tightness it could be that the person either has super tight muscles it could be that the person is involuntarily using those muscles and it could also be dry 
just straight up like you're not <laughs> you are not feel your your muscles are not elongating when you are dry and so to put that at the epitome or the top of what you know is like the best pussy i completely rebuke that in the name of the vagisteme um and look, look, look you out here rebuking it <laughs> and that's the thing i'm like Women, and I feel like women fall into that trap trap too. Like, ooh, this pussy tight. Like, using yeah. it to talk about good pussy. And guys what? use it as a qualifier to good pussy too. And you shut them all the way down. I'm sure somebody listening yeah. to this right now is like, oh, what? She just yes. came for my neck. Because y'all out here talking about tight pussy. And that's not the pussy you want to be fucking. And that's the thing. Like we want, we wanted to feel like a pillow. We wanted to feel wet. And the thing that often blows people's minds is that in the United States, we typically have sex beginning to end within 11 to 19 minutes. But on average, mm. it takes a person with a vagina, their body, it takes them about 25 to 45 minutes for them to be fully aroused, meaning that they are wet meaning that everything is flowing, everything's juicy, the blood is flowing, and also the uterus, when aroused, starts tilting to make room for whatever's going inside the vagina. So that means that a lot of people are walking around with bruised cervixes because if we do it mm, from beginning mm. to end that quickly, then when they like, yeah, girl, he had, he, I, I could feel it in my guts. I could feel it in my stomach. Nah, sis, you feel it because <laughs> your cervix was just sitting there getting pounded on. So you're right, Booney. Like we have to do a lot of undoing with like what we see as desirable or favorable. And duh, that's a result because we just don't, we just don't know. And we just keep pushing, pushing around all the, all the myths and sorry, because we we're on this and we're talking about the tight pussy thing, a lot of people have really toned, naturally toned vagina. So when we're talking about like Kegels, oh. say that people do Kegel overload. And what you will find is that people will actually have problems with their pelvic floor because they're doing them too much. And so my advice is to just like chill the F out, y'all. Chill the f out. If you are living a healthy lifestyle, <laughs> you're walking. You 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 know you doing your kegels every once in a while. You should be fine. It's just so much pressure for no reason. And we do. I do know a lot of people have reached out to me who are like, I can't even. You know, I can't have the sex that I want because my muscles are too tight. Or after childbirth, my muscles got so tight. I you know I can't have sex that's pleasurable for me. So we need to. We need to calm down. Listen, I, I just, <laughs> I keep laughing as you were doing that because, and I was trying not to laugh too loud because I know how my laugh can be, but I learned something there too, because you do learn about Kegels and I just did a Kegel right now, right? Like they're so easy to do as people don't mm -hmm. do them. But that is a, a, a adjective that I had never right. heard to describe my vagina before. A lot of people have toned vaginas. <laughs> that yeah. just made me feel kind of good about myself <laughs> what kind of pussy you got girl i got tone pussy that's what i got like you say whatever you want y'all well we put too much damn pressure on ourselves Don't say it's tight say it's tone right. like, get out of here and like 
People with penises can do Kegels too, but no one's talking to them about it. Now, that's the word. So, like, I told a guy that I used to mess with. Because pretty much I used to joke, you know, I was like, oh, I'm letting y'all know too much. But I used to be like, make that <laughs> dick jump for me. Right. I used to say that all the time. That's right. I'd be like, make that dick jump. <laughs> and so he would do it. And then I, I one day afterwards we were done. We were just like laying there. And I was like, yeah, I was like, you should just make sure you tell your guys to do Kegels, too. And he was like, a guy can't do a Kegel. I was like, well, what the hell you think you're doing when you're dick jumping? Yeah, that's a Kegel. It's a Kegel. It's a Kegel, y'all. So, fellas, you do your Kegels, too. <laughs> and remember, you... Yeah, get in touch. And it helps It, it helps them with, with urine flow. It helps them with um, with um, coming too quickly. So there are benefits for both people. But just like you work out your muscles on your arm, you can't be working that thing out every <laughs> single day, 24 hours a day, trying to achieve whatever result like you gotta yeah, breathe, I'm like y'all. what <laughs> so I just I, I do feel like you know the other thing you know as we talk about you know building self-confidence through your vagina I think that's one thing people always think they gotta have like tight wet pussy yes. but that's literally contradictory right but the other thing too is people get caught up on smell mm. And I think that's another one of your vagistine myths. I'm going to misquote it, but you always say like, you know, the feminine hygiene product industry is just making billions off of your low self-esteem. You damn, come on, come on, come on with the rewrite. I like that one better. I like that one better, Boonie. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. I got a marketing degree and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Love. So, yeah, it's one of the things that I talk about often, especially when it comes to your, you know, the keys of, if I can call it that, the keys of building your vagistein, because I I teach people of all ages and I teach kids as well. And when I'm in the school, you know, without a doubt, I always tell, like, uh, I typically start in like fifth grade and I always tell them, hey, so the vagina, and I teach both boys and girls. The vagina has its own aroma. Not every, not your vagina is not supposed to smell. No, vagina is not supposed to smell like roses and um, ocean breeze and whatever Bath and Body Works is selling us right now. You know, but I did like that. Um, what's that? Vanilla, cinnamon, whatever. Anyway, so <laughs> it's not supposed. It's not supposed to smell that way. And so when because I I don't know where we learn these things. I, I, I'm, I've, I'm always trying to figure out like the historical, like growing up, like when did you learn that your vagina was supposed to smell like X or Y or not smell like X or Y. And without a doubt, every single time I teach eighth grade boys in particular, it's always like, Oh, so-and-so smells like fish. Oh, so-and-so smells like this. Oh, not the fish joke. And it's like, well, have you smelled balls? <laughs> have y'all have, have y'all smell balls though? I mean, let's 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 calm down. Yeah, balls but, not the most pleasant either. <laughs> okay, like I'm telling you, these people just be putting these balls in your face, like they don't smell. But I digress. But <laughs> the thing about the thing about the <laughs> and when I teach adult women, the thing that always comes up is, well, if it's not supposed to smell like X, then why do they have those products on the market? 
Well, it's because they know that our whole lives, we are being made fun of. We are being told that something is wrong with our vaginas. Something looks ugly about Mm -hmm. our vulvas. They are supposed to look a certain way. They're supposed to be bald. They're supposed to be youth looking, youthful. They're not supposed to have any hair bumps and all of this shit that they're selling us. But those chemicals that are in those products have been shown time and time again to be harmful to our health. So when we are talking about our grandmothers having douches and they, why they still sell those, well, the thing is, is that our grandmothers tell you that, oh, you're supposed to douche after sex or you're supposed to douche after your period. However, what the douche does is actually take that bacteria, that bad bacteria and shove it way deeper into your tract, into like your uterus, into your vaginal tract, which causes growth of harmful bacteria, yeast infections, which then cause a lot of the scents that we're trying to escape from. So if you smell like, if you feel like you smell like fish, if you do smell like fish, you have an infection, you need to go get that checked out. No amount of anything (laughs) that you see at the store is going to help you out. You need to go get that checked out. But say that there's an odor, what you're doing is pushing that bacteria further down and you're actually causing more damage and it causes more bad odor because now we've just sat there and tried and masked it. And those chemicals that are in those products are not in alignment with our bodies. And for a lot of people, we're super sensitive to those products and it causes all the things that we don't want, which, which we're not looking for. So I say we need to do a whole reeducation around what it is to like clean the vagina, look at the vulva, et cetera, et cetera. And all it takes is a warm washcloth, y'all, some some mild soap. And when I say mild, I'm talking about Dove. I'm talking about oil of Olay. I'm talking about whatever delicate stuff you got around. I am not talking about um, Irish, Irish Spring. I'm not talking about that. All right, some of y'all got your... Oh, Lord, Irish Spring. <laughs> Irish Spring will just strip everything right off of you, okay? Uh, don't be using, that just made me hurt don't be using no <laughs> dial don't be using no dial down there okay like mm-hmm. use some mild soap if you must use soap some people are too sensitive that they cannot use soap and a mild washcloth and some water should do the trick we need to wash up in the crevices and we should be good to go but your shit is supposed to smell like you and when i say that people it are smells- like what does that yeah. smell like? <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why people get caught up in that. Like, what you're su- supposed to smell like, and I know yeah. this might be taking it too extreme for some people, but I feel like some people too. You need to taste yourself, right? Because you want someone else's <laughs> mouth to go there, blah blah blah, and you're self conscious about it. Well, then you fucking taste it yourself. And I, I, I always am leery of people that you know after you perform oral sex, if you're in a relationship where you yeah. don't use, you know condoms or whatever yeah. uh dental dam whatever yeah. and, and you go to kiss the person and they move their head like well fool it's you <laughs> right <laughs> so you're telling me you don't want to taste yourself because now there? i'm looking at you sideways right because what's going what's going on down there and why was it safe enough for me to go down there like what no no and so <laughs> everyone varies in their sense some people smell like nothing some people like for me if i drink coffee you're smelling coffee all down there. Like, even when I pee, it smells like coffee. Yeah. So it's just some people, their food, the way that they digest food. If you eat a lot of garlic and a lot of salt and a lot of meat, you might have a tangier taste. 
versus somebody who might be eating a lot mm-hmm. of different fruits and vegetables. So all of these things metabolize in our bodies in different ways. The only time we need to be alarmed is if you smell like fish. Fish is an indication of an actual infection and you just need to get that checked out. No big deal. It happens to everybody, but there's no reason to be sitting around embarrassed because literally it happens to everybody. Just get this, just get it checked out, but do not buy those things. You are just, you just make, you just making a whole bunch of rich people richer based off of our insecurities. So mm -mm, save your money, boo. Save them coins. And if you do want to spend something, then um, you should do Honey Pot, which is black owned plant based. Um, But if you, if you do feel, cause that's what I use to wash, but I'm not douching or all that extra unnecessary stuff, Mm -mm. but that is my wash down there. Yeah. 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 I had, I remember I was doing the class for adult, like, and when I say adult women, I'm talking about 35 and up. So I'm told I had like people's grandmothers in the class too. And I had people being like, Oh, like, what about this product? And this woman pulled out this, like, uh, like case, a little case out of her purse. And she was like, I've been using this for years. And I look at it and the shit literally has the same ingredients that, um, that's in deodorant. Mm. Like deodorant is supposed to dry your armpit. So if you're using this, sis, you walk around with that dry, <laughs> that dry, of course, of course, of course, it's masking everything because it's literally sucking up the moisture. And I was like, I need you to stop. <laughs> oh my gosh. Cause she was like, you know, I don't know. Sometimes it feels funny, but you know, I'm used to this. I've been using this for years. And that's the thing. We also convince ourselves that we need this stuff. And then we're actually causing a lot of internal damage for no reason. So no, Mm -mm. no. Yeah. I, 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 that is one of the big things that I'm so shocked at how many people, you know, still douche and do all these unnecessary things that mm-hmm. you really just don't have to do down there. And so that is, um, whenever I see you post that myth, I'm like, she hurting somebody's feelings, but, <laughs> 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 but I, I laugh just it like that. Like, <laughs> I'm not right. And I always have a person that will like that will contact me and be like, oh, you'll need to keep posting that stuff. Like, oh, they nobody, everybody knows that. Really, everybody. Knows no, you that. do, because clearly people need it. No, people absolutely like as long as them products still stay on the shelf, as long as those companies still stay in business, like people are using it. There's no reason they're still se- the, at the giant down the street that where we live at Boonie. They still got douches on the shelf. Like somebody. <laughs> somebody is mixing up some water and vinegar to throw up in there. So no. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stop letting us beat up on the people with pussies right now. And, um, <laughs> that's right, that's right. let's talk about penises. Um, yeah, let's, let's. <laughs> so I was reading a statistic mm. and it said that, um, 40% of men, and I don't even know if you have expertise in this, but you're a sex educator mm. and you can finesse. So you do. I know you do. I have faith. <laughs> um, 40% of men experience erectile dysfunction before the age of 40. Oh. 
and now that I'm moving like into my late third, well, I'm in my mid thirties, but the late thirties are right there. <laughs> and most of my counterparts were in our thirties. Yeah. That is, and I just think it's so unfair that women peak sexually in their thirties. And then you have a statistic going around that 40% of men experience erectile dysfunction before on a consistent basis before age 40. Wow, Lord. So, you know, it's just, it's funny because um, women also peak again around 70, which I think is just incredible. I'm like ready. I'm ready for 70. 70. Yes. Sis. Oh my God. I'm ready. I'm so ready. <laughs> so the thing about erectile dysfunction. Yeah. I mean, the stat, it's like, I could believe it. I could believe it. And I mean, I think that people, people get erectile dysfunction for a, a number of reasons. It could, a lot of people, it's literally all in your brain, like anxiety performance. Like, mm. am I going to be able to dick her down? Am I going to be able to, <laughs> am I going to be able, is my dick going to be able to get hard? Is, you know, am I doing this right? Am I going to be able to satisfy my partner, et cetera, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It could literally be in your head. And so, I mean, of, of as much as I show all the vages, all the V's love, the people with penises they need they need that confidence boost too because a lot of the messages that they get is always around like penis size and can you can you satisfy the person that you're with with your penis and is it big and all of these different things and so you know we have we have some of that anxiety comes out comes out through that form as well I think also we have, when we're talking about erectile dysfunction, you know, shifts in hormones, especially when we're talking about your personal behavior. So if you drink and smoke a lot, that definitely has an impact on, on the penis being able to get hard. If, and I think anybody who's been with a person with a penis, if you've been drinking heavily the night before, and then you try to do something the next day, or even a few hours later, sometimes it is hard to get an erection. Um, and that's because of the way that the blood <laughs> flow, the the blood vessels, and the, the blood being able to flow right down to the penis. Um, it could be nerves, it could be muscles, and also like things like diabetes, which is very common. Um, and a lot of different, a lot of different things like high blood pressure, high cholesterol. Um, and obesity can definitely play into this as well. So overall, yeah, we I, I do healthy. Yeah. When you said that, like the pressures, um, they have like a different set of pressure. Right. And I do think, yeah. you know, I think I said this in a podcast with Brian, mm-hmm. like, you know, they men, actual people with penises actually have like a, 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 a true visual biological response to being aroused uh-huh. right and so like with a woman you, i mean you can see like her nipples may be hard but like with a man like you expect or you know a man with a penis you expect yeah. them to have an erect penis right yeah yeah and so i can get how you can get in your thoughts right <laughs> if one um like if you if you can't meet that that yeah. that function yeah, and especially my thoughts. I really jumbled there, but <laughs> no, 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 you you said that perfectly. And I think you and I, as people who have had sex with people with penises, 
it's also difficult when like, you know, you're like ready to do it. And then like your brain isn't doing what you want your body to do, which I've experienced where, where a partner might be like, Oh my God, no, I want to do this. I don't know what's happening. Oh my God. (laughs) And that can happen as well. And it happens. It happens. It happens for people that is perfectly natural and normal that that happens. But yeah, I think sometimes the, the, all of these different factors, being able to perform. And on top of that, if you're dealing with someone who's in tune with themselves, who's trying to break the toxic masculinity and they're trying to like, you know, just like cuddle and like, you might have a partner that's like, you supposed to dick me down. What's wrong with you? Sometimes they want to chill too, y'all. Sometimes, sometimes the peens want to chill. Yeah. I, I do empathize, um, with men and I do feel like men because and this is a mass generalization but they don't go to the doctors especially black men come on um and okay. so when there could be something else as the root cause of why you might be experiencing ED right because you're ashamed mm-hmm. and you already don't go to the doctor you don't know what it could be so it could be like you said a plethora of things right. it could be diabetes it could be obesity it could be your blood pressure's high it's a signaling to you get your ass to the doctor it could even literally be depression right. like you don't even know you're depressed right but you just right. take it as and especially if you're depressed right and you take that like oh my god look now my you know i can't even perform i'm not a man that's just going to dig you deeper into right. depression and your dick's still not going to work. So <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. Like, so yeah, I just say all that to say is like, you're in such a, a vicious cycle that's you're making it worse. Um, and so I just feel like, even if you just go talk to someone, um, it'll be okay. And I do think for me, I know if I had an issue with performing sexually and there was a pill for me to take, to help me perform sexually mm. because I like sex. Mm. I'm going to take the pill. <laughs> and so, so I like that. you. I like that you said that though, because some of it could just be as simple as you need to lose, lose a few pounds. And of course, you know, we love all bodies and everything, but if like literally your eating habits are getting in the way of you being able to get an erection, that and there are studies out there that show weight and erections there's there's a link there so that's the thing like going to the doctor talking to the doctor and guess what people with penises they care way more about your penis working than they care about our vaginas working ain't right. no Viagra for us okay right. like they, they're like oh sorry bitch oh you got to dry pussy back like they do not they have they are they got nothing for us out here. And when you said the thing about the pill, here's the thing. What Booty's talking about is going to the doctor, y'all, and getting a pill. Stop going to the gas station and buying <laughs> buying whatever the hell. <laughs> buying whatever the hell they're selling behind the window at 2 o'clock in the morning. Okay, there's too many people that I know who are like, yeah, so I bought these pills from the gas station. First of all, here's the thing about that. I understand sometimes you're in a jam. Sometimes you ain't got time to make the doctor's appointment. The things that they sell at the gas station, we are not clear about what's in them. So if, because, and they're not regulated, there's no number you can call to be like, excuse me, I need to file a complaint because my dick hasn't gone down. 
Like <laughs> we don't know what's we don't know what chemicals and products are in there. So for the people, so Bruni's all about going to get a prescription from a doctor. But if you're like, nah, fam, I'm all holistic and stuff, then you can do you can there are natural remedies like horny goat reed tea, they sell that. You can, you know, you of course you can cut back on drinking and smoking and, you know, incorporating some exercise into your lifestyle and basically having a healthier overall lifestyle can definitely help. Yeah. I'm pretty much like, I, I'm always said this. I'm a fat girl, but I know to God that if that would be a true motivator for me and I hope it never happens, but that would be a true motivator for me. If something was like, I could no longer perform sexually because I was too fat. Guess it would be a planet fitness all the time eating right because <laughs> that means a lot to me. <laughs> oh my god. It's so, so terrible. But we all have motivators. <laughs> no, listen. I messed up. I messed up my birth control a few months back and of my hormones were all over the place and I my vagina was dry for like a week like dry Ooh. to the point where I could feel it where it was like getting on my nerves and I could not get wet girl mm. i was in that bathroom like oh god okay oh god. um all right all right i can put some coconut oil on it see here's the thing let me put some coconut oil on it it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine you know what i'm not Look, drinking people, this water. is real dialogue here <laughs> i'm gonna drink some water you know what that's what's gonna do the trick maybe if i mix the water and the coconut oil and put it up there it's gonna be like I'm telling you, when your stuff is not working, it freaks you out. And so imagine when we're talking about erectile dysfunction, if you're like, I want to do this, but your penis is like, no. No. Listen, (laughs) you had a story like that. That's how I learned that I could not use um, a certain antibiotic because it dried everything out. And I remember... And then once it dried it out, it inflamed it inflamed my vagina so bad that it was like oh. it was literally on fire. And I remember sitting in front of a f- isolating fan with my drawers off, mm. just with my legs spread eagle, <laughs> like please the air, please. And in my mind, I'm like, I'm a fucked up nigga up because I'm thinking. I had get so many sinus infections that I was so used to getting antibiotics, but they gave me a new one. Like, okay, mm, you know, we got right. to switch it up. And then I, I was like, nah, right. they called the doctor. Like something's not right. <laughs> but I went all over the scope first. Like he gave me something. Mm-hmm. Right. But literally it was because of the <laughs> antibiotics. So I empathize. I had that. Ha- so now I know I can't do that. Don't give me that. Yeah. But like you said, anything, Listen, anything that you ingest that you're doing to your body can have an effect on your sex organs, right? And this shit is not fun. That's right. But if there that's is a right. simple remedy, nope, that can help you, which is literally making a doctor's appointment, that I just don't understand why you wouldn't. Right. Come through. So that is that is that is there. Um, Let's just stop. <laughs> we both went on the mountaintop on that one. And uh, let's bring it on down. <laughs> I do. I mean, it's, it's a tough place. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was having this conversation with a sister girl. So during um, 
Boonie Breakdown birthday week, I was giving away like a vibrator and I was having a conversation with someone and they had kind of like disclosed that they had never used a vibrator ever. And I was just so like taken back, like, (gasps) oh, so I did a poll on uh, my Insta story and I wanted to know like, well, you know, Mm -hmm. clearly she's not the only one, but and I was shocked um, in that poll. It was just, you know, two people. I think it was like 96% of the women who responded to the poll said they, of course, they used a vibrator. And then one person messaged me to the side and kind of said, you know, I'm so afraid to use one. So what tip would you give to the women out there mm. who are curious about vibrators, never used one, and who are afraid mm. of them? Great question. Um, so the thing about vibrators, I think it can really get intimidating, right? So we have some mm. monster, thick, girthy vibrators that you're like, I'm sorry, where? <laughs> I'm sorry, fam, where are you putting that? So for <laughs> for the first time, folks, and just for and, th- and this tip is for a- everybody, but for the first time, folks, I would just find something small to go with at first and just think about what what you're more comfortable with are you looking for something to just kind of like massage um the clitoris are you looking for something are you comfortable with inserting things i'm not a big inserter like if you try and insert some into my vagina my vagina don't want it or like even tampons my, my i'm vagina, with you too my vagina's like i don't know where you think you're putting that no so i'm more of a <laughs> I'm more of a massager person. So you have to know what your, I would say you have to know what your profile is. Like, what are you looking for? What do you need in that moment? And so if it's something that you just want to like have every once in a while to kind of get you there, then I would say find something that's like a clitoral massager or something that's tiny, like, you know, something that like the bullet or the, um, what do you call it with the bunny? Rabbit, The, The rabbit, duh. Duh, bunny ears. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then try and start there and see what you're comfortable with. Um, I think the other step to think about when it comes to vibrators, just from a health and safety standpoint, is to look at what that vibrator is made out of. So in the United States, we do not regulate the plastics that are used on sex toys. So if you go, if you pick up a toy and you could smell like rubber or plastic, Put that down. Okay, that's a good that tip. Big, that rubber or plastic basically means <laughs> basically it means that the uh, rubber or plastic is seeping, which basically means that it can seep into your oh. body. So those chemicals can be seeping right into your body. So you want to get something that's high quality. And I know there are ranges of sex toys out here. So when I say high quality, I'm not talking about you got to break the bank, but finding something that's high quality silicone is, is definitely durable and something that you can easily wash. Um, but if you're getting something where you can definitely like smell the plastic, that is not what you want to be using. 
Um, of course, the high quality is glass, but those are really expensive. So I, I, I try and say, find, find something within your right price range, but also find something that's safe. And then when we're thinking about lube, remember that you cannot use silicone-based lube with silicone toys. You want to use a water-based lube. And then, of course, you want to wash your sex toys. And if you're using it with other people, put a condom on that joint. Make sure you're washing them because you can spread stuff that way. Um, but yeah, I think those are come my- on with the tips. <laughs> I think those are my my biggest. I'm not a huge, huge, huge toy person either. I have like one or two that I'm like these are my these are my go tos. Um, but yeah, I, I think it depends on what your needs are. If you're trying to get all your rocks off, we got the toys that you can stick on the wall and they're remote controlled and they'll move. So you ain't got to move. It's just really about what you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not, um, I don't have, I think people might be shocked, but I don't have a lot of toys as well. The ones mm-hmm. I have, I really enjoy, um, I said in, I think that was like episode 80 with Alex Fine, like I too don't like um, uh, toys that require insertion. Uh, She was trying Mm -hmm. to convert me by, you know, saying, oh, you should try this, but that's not my ministry either. I do prefer, (laughs) because my thing is like, if I'm going to do that, like I just rather have my man. Um, So Mm -hmm. I like things that he can't do and he can't, do vibration like a toy that is plugged into the wall so i mm. um all you guys hear me talk often about the magic wand i do really enjoy it it is very mm. intense so i always tell people like if you um if if you do that then i suggest that you um <laughs> i really suggest that you um bef- don't do direct contact with it because that'll yeah. be a lot for you yeah um but yeah I, I i do think it's space there to at least try and don't invest a lot of money don't think you need to go out and buy um something insane right it's insanely expensive um so yeah i i i, I just say don't be afraid give it a try and if you if if it doesn't work for you, then it, it that's it. Right, and that's totally fine. But don't don't. Some people are hand people. <laughs> Look, those still work too. <laughs> right, like you don't like if you don't feel comfortable, that is totally fine. Good old handy hand and a pillow should be just fine. Exactly. So I just feel like don't feel guilted into it, but I definitely. I do think it's something you should try because you might like it. But if you already know, like, that's just not my season. That's not my season. So. Right. But yeah, don't don't feel forced into right. it. Right. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I'm totally going. I don't know where my mind is. No, right it's um, fine. But I do want to say because it's been like that 45 minutes went really quick. And so we're at the point of the breakdown where. Um, yeah, I'll say one word. And you say the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Okay. All right. First word, lube. Wet. (laughs) Podcast. Exciting. Sex. Ooh. Ooh. Titillating. (laughs) Dildos. Big. Masturbation. 
Oh, self-exploration. Sex positive. What makes my world go round? And last one, vagisteam. Aww, all the feels and all the goodness. <laughs> well, Vanessa, I'm so happy that you came onto the podcast. And I'm if you so could tell excited. my listeners, yeah, if you could tell the listeners where they can find you across social media, on the internet, and I will be sure to link it in the show notes. Absolutely. So everyone can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Vagestein. That is V-A-G-E-S-T-E-E-M. I'm most active on Instagram. So you can DM me any questions that you have. We have listener um, episodes where we just answer all of your questions related to sex. Um, you can also find events posted there as well. You can listen to the podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts, Apple podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google music, Spotify, wherever. She's, and you can check, uh, check, out my, <laughs> <laughs> you can check out my website at badgesteam.com. Like Boonie said, I will come to your college, your bat mitzvah, your baby shower, and I will teach you a thing or two. Perfect. So thank you so much. You can find all of that in the show notes. Be sure to follow, open the purple app and all those places she said, hit subscribe, hit follow, because <laughs> you'll love it. So thanks again, Vanessa. Thanks, Booney. This has been incredible. Love you so much. Love what you're doing and keep going, girl. Likewise. <laughs> thank you. Bye. <laughs>